0: so glad you guys joined us for our senior high ablaze youth ministries podcast we really hope this message encourages you and let's check it out man we are talking about faith everyone say faith yeah you guys doing okay tonight yes (laughs) the two on the front row are doing okay everybody else is like you seem a little weird i gotta be honest with you you seem a little strange but you're okay tonight right you okay? <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know what to do to stir you guys up and wake you up. Was it just a tough day at school? Do I need Daniel to come up here and sing a song? Daniel, you want to come rap? You want to, I don't know, man. We got to, got to get them alive in here tonight. They're just kind of, woo. I don't know, but I can't preach to you if you're like this. So everybody say, you know, let's be Spongebob for a minute. Everyone say, I'm ready. <laughs> if you don't know Spongebob, he said, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, anyone, no one likes Spongebob? Wow. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I love SpongeBob. He's great. All right. So we're talking about faith. And it's interesting that when God put this on my heart, he also put it on Pastor Mark's heart. He's been talking about it on Wednesday nights. He's been talking about it on Sunday mornings. And so um, I don't have time to review everything uh, in detail. So I'll just give a real brief review. You have faith. And we looked at it a couple weeks ago. Last week, we talked about seeking God, but your faith is powerful. Everyone say my faith. You got to be sure you understand that it's not your mom and dad's faith. It's not your youth pastor's faith. It's not your aunt and uncle's faith. It's your faith. Someone say my faith. And why did God give you faith? Well, Mark 11:23 says that if you believe in your heart and speak to this mountain, what is mountain? It's just obstacles. We all face obstacles. And we face different types of obstacles. Maybe your obstacles are different than mine, but it doesn't matter. The power and the blood of Jesus works the same for all of us. Right? But in order for it to work, you must believe something. Someone say, I believe. And what do you need to believe? You need to believe that your Jesus is greater than your obstacle. (laughs) I said your Jesus is greater than your obstacle. I'll say it again. Your Jesus is greater than your obstacle. Now, you have to believe that. You remember, we looked all through the Word of God where Jesus met people and He engaged people, and any time He did something miraculous, remember what He said to them, let it be done according to your faith. And then the one time He couldn't do anything, the Bible says that they didn't have faith, so He could do no mighty works. What does that tell us? If Jesus is going to do something awesome in your life, it's going to be according to your faith, or you could say it this way, according to what you believe. If Jesus is going to heal you from sickness, it's going to be according to what you believe. If He's going to bless you and prosper you, it's going to be to be according to what you believe if he's going to give you sound mind instead of confusion it's going to happen according to what you believe everyone say my faith and so we have to be sure that we're believing the right things and when we believe the right things we'll find ourselves saying the right things remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago never say you're poor You should never say that. The Bible says that you've been delivered from that. Jesus became poor so you could be rich. You should never say, I'm poor. Never say, I'm broke. Never tell people you don't have money, even if it's true, because according to the word of God, you do, amen? You should never say, I'm sick. I never tell people that I'm not, even when like, you know, I am struggling with something. It's so hard for me to just come out and say it because I know that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Even when I'm facing a difficult situation, I know the truth of God's word. And the truth of God's word is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I believe that. And since I believe that, remember, I forget who it is, but they said, uh, whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are right. Henry Henry Ford, thank you. Whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are right. What does that mean? Your faith is powerful. If you believe you can do something, you'll be able to do it. If you believe you can't do it, you won't be able to do it. And lots of times we don't even try because we believe we can't do it. But you have faith. Someone say, I have faith. I have faith. And this faith that we have, this belief in him, we're supposed to live by it. Romans 117 says this. For in the gospel of righteousness of God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous, that's you, the righteous will live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says, clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. Someone say, I live by faith. By faith. The Bible, which is God's word, it builds faith in us, and that faith that God's, God's word builds, that's what we're supposed to live by. Now listen, there's a lot of Christians that live by a lot of other creeds. You don't live by another creed. You live by one creed alone, and that's the word of God. Let me just stop right here for a second and tell you something. When it comes to your faith in Jesus Christ, there's not many ways, there is one way. There's not many ways for a Christian to live. There's not many ways for a Christian to believe. There's one way for a Christian to live. There's one way for a Christian to believe. Jesus said that the path is narrow. I read this stat the other day. It said 70% of young adults, eight Christian young adults, Christian young adults, 70% believe that they can get to heaven just as much through Muhammad and Buddha as they can Jesus Christ. That is false. There is one way. There is one truth. There is one life. There is one thing that should build faith in your life, and that is Jesus Christ. What is Jesus Christ? The Bible says in John that he is the Word made flesh, and he dwelt among us. So the Word of God is Jesus And as you read the Word, that is supposed to build faith. Everything you believe, now y'all stick with me on this, everything you believe, you should be able to find something in the Word of God that allows you to have that belief in your life. And if you can't find it in the Word, you shouldn't believe it. Interesting stuff, too, when it comes to, like, sex before marriage. What do you believe about that? Well, your belief concerning sex before marriage should be built in one thing alone, not what your friend at school told you, not what a teacher told you, maybe not even what your parents told you. What you believe about sex before marriage should be built on one thing and one thing alone, and that's the truth of God's word. Right? Right? So we have to be sure that we're building, and and this is what we as, and I'm trying to get us away from that word Christian and back to this word disciple. Disciple means one who lives by the commands of their master. Do you know you can't find the word Christian in the Bible? And the word Christian was actually a word that was developed by heathens to identify followers of Jesus Christ. But in true context, we're not supposed to be a Christian because really in the United States of America, I almost believe this. You could ask almost anybody if they're a Christian, they'll be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. It's so watered down. It doesn't really have a lot of meaning. It doesn't pack a punch like it's supposed to. But a disciple means one who obeys the commandments of their masters. See, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? All the commandments he gave, I obey them. Thank you for your support in that, <laughs> right? And this is how we're supposed to live our lives. Galatians 2, chapter 20, NIV says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. There's this great struggle going on in the United States of America concerning Christians and those who follow Jesus. Did you know your life's not supposed to be about you? It's supposed to be about him. Amen. Amen. Now, when you make your life about him, he will bless you with all the good things he died to give you, just like Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first, king God in his righteousness, and he will add, someone say add, yeah. add all these things to us. Relationships you desire, let God add them to your life. The job you desire, let God add it to the life. The calls you wanna go to, let God add it to your life. How? By seeking him first. And so he said, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, listen to this, I live by faith. Someone say faith. And the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now listen, you live by faith and you can, where does that faith come from? Well, faith comes from the word of God and the word of God alone. And we're only supposed to let the word of God build faith in us. Listen to Romans ten seventeen. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now we're gonna get to something here in a minute, right? You have to understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. And so you gotta be careful who you're letting build belief in you. Because what you hear builds faith in you. And you can't, because he said it there, faith comes by hearing, that's natural hearing, and hearing the word of God, that's spiritual hearing. Both of them develop a belief on the inside of you. And you cannot let what people teach you at school develop faith in you for how a Christian's supposed to live. You can't let this, did you know a celebrity should not explain to you what faith in God looks like, especially in that celebrity doesn't follow God. And just because somebody gets up after they win a championship game and say, I want to give glory to God, I want to thank Jesus for this trophy, doesn't mean they're a disciple. We've got to stop letting people who don't know him tell us about him. That's real good. I'll say it again. We've got to stop letting people who don't know him tell us about him. Well, Robert, that sounds really judgmental. How do you know they don't know him? It's real simple. I can look at their life. The Bible says you shall know them by their fruit. So if I see somebody who stands up after championship game and says, thank God for all the glory, I want to thank Jesus for this championship, and then later on on Instagram, they're posting videos and pictures about how they're at the club partying and hooking up with a bunch of random girls, that tells me they're not a disciple of Jesus, and anything they say about Jesus, I shouldn't take it to heart. (laughs) Amen. We've got to stop looking to our celebrities to figure out what a life followed after Jesus looks like. Amen. Now, there's a few of them out there that are living what they believe, and they could be good voices in your life. But you can't let people, Jesus is the one that's supposed to build faith on the inside of us. Over in Hebrews 12, 2, it says this Looking unto Jesus, now listen to this, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author and the finisher, Jesus wants to be the author of your faith. He want, what is an author? Daniel right here is writing a book. It's called Identity, right, Daniel? Daniel, working with the Holy Spirit, is the author of that book. What does that mean? He's the one that's writing it. I'm not writing the book. You're not writing the book. He's writing the book. And what's inside that book is what he is being inspired to write down because he's the author of it. Your faith, Jesus wants to be the author of what you believe. He doesn't want a celebrity writing what you believe. He doesn't even want me writing what you believe. The only reason I get to help him write what you believe is because hopefully what I preach to you is the word of God. And he is the word. And as I minister to the word of God, what I'm allowing Jesus to do is be the author of your faith. He's the one that right now, whether you believe it or not, by the help of the Holy Spirit, he's writing on the tablets of your heart what you believe. And hopefully what the Holy Spirit is doing right now on the inside of you is establishing this belief and this faith and this dedication that you're only going to let the word of God determine what you believe about your life. See, if somebody came up to me and they said, Robert, you're not valuable, I wouldn't believe that for a second. Why? Because I've got scripture that shows me I am valuable. I let Jesus write that on my heart. When somebody comes up to me and says, you're not good enough, I don't believe that for a second. Why? Because I've read in the word of God where I am good enough. And since I read it in the word, that's what I believe. So no matter what somebody says, I don't believe it because Jesus said something about my life. And I believe what he said above whatever other people say. Amen. We have to let him be the author and we can't let people pull us off course. Listen to this. 1 Timothy 620 through 21 advice says, Timothy, guard what has been trusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. Whatever somebody says that doesn't line up with what Jesus says, you're supposed to turn away from it. So when someone says you're not good enough, turn away from it. Now, I don't even care if that means turn away from them. If somebody's constantly telling you you're not good enough, turn away from them. If somebody's constantly telling you you can't do something, turn away from them. That's false knowledge, and the reason why it's false knowledge is because that's not what Jesus said. In verse 21, it says, which some have professed, and in doing so have departed their faith. See, when we turn away from what Jesus has said about our life, we depart faith, and we depart faith in him. We leave it, and when you leave it, that's a bad thing. Because it's only faith that can remove the obstacles from your life. And so we have to adhere to and we have to cling to our faith. And the way we do that is we cannot pay attention to godless chatter. Listen, I know I'm talking to somebody. Do not let people at school define what following God is supposed to look like to you. Don't let people... that teach you in science class, in language class. And I'm not knocking on teachers. We have a lot of great teachers. But if they start talking about God, if it doesn't line up with the word, don't let them teach you what you're supposed to believe about him. Amen. And in turn, don't let them teach you what you're supposed to believe about your life unless it lines up with the word of God. And so I wanna show you how this is supposed to work. Listen, our faith is supposed to be built by the word of God. When there are many sources feeding what we believe, our faith becomes confusing. I'll say that again. Our faith is supposed to be built by the word of God. What you believe should come from the word of God. And when there's many voices telling us what we believe, it becomes confusing. You wanna know why some Christians believe that sickness is from God? It's because they've heard that. Ministers have told them that. I've heard so many ministers say that God will send sickness to teach you a lesson. You know you can't find that in the word? Can't find that. I've heard ministers. I had a minister tell me once because he was trying to convince me I was wrong. He said, God wants to keep you poor to keep you humble. (laughs) I looked right back at him. I said, wrong. (laughs) There is no scripture for that. Show me scripture. I believe scripture. What I believe has been built by the word of God. And a lot of people are confused in what they're supposed to believe because they got many sources feeding into what they're supposed to believe about him. There's supposed to be one source that feeds into what you believe about Him. That's the Word of God. So let me show, you, because your faith isn't supposed to be confusing. You're not supposed to be confused about whether you're healed or not. You're not supposed to be confused, even that word. You're not supposed to be confused about being confused. Jesus said he doesn't want you confused, but instead he's giving you a sound mind and he brings clarity. He says that he gives you a peace that passes all understanding. He's given you this mind. He doesn't believe in confusion. And so we have to be sure that, you know, if somebody tells you they're poor and you're like, well, Robert said I'm supposed to be rich from the word of God. But this preacher says I'm supposed to be poor. This preacher, blah, 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 blah. It causes confusion. So we must remove the sources that aren't accurate so we can hear what God is saying. Now, let me show you this. Nick, I don't know if you want to pull it up, but Cody and I have this podcast that we do. It's called The Good Talk. I don't know if you want to put it on the screens or what's the best way to do it? Just play it. All right. So this is what he's going to do. Uh, There's a video. It's on YouTube. Uh, So what I've done is I've pulled up eight different YouTube videos. Eight different ones. The first one is Cody and I talking, and we're gonna play it for about 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and then every five to 10 seconds until he gets all eight of them, he's gonna add another YouTube video and they're all gonna be playing at the same time and I wanna watch what happens. Go ahead. This is gonna be awkward because I'm gonna to listen to myself in front of all of you. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Good Talk. What is it good? Is your boy Cody for like unity. Here today <laughs> Make it loud for another conversation. It's really weird to sound like it we're on the radio. Is this is like a good like you're on your commute. This is a radio morning talk show. It is like a how, bright and sunny, sunny day, day yes, in North exactly. Alabama. <laughs> Traffic on 565 North is looking pretty good. I would stay to the west side of All right, the lane. Start I'm the next one, be. please, hurry. It, it could be. <laughs> why not go to the west? <laughs> like, do I park here or? uh oh, good times have you ever heard that riddle like uh, why do they uh, call it a parkway uh, when what? you drive what? on it why start does the next a driveway one when you park on it that is confusing that is now funny. we're up to three why, why do they do that i don't know That's all right weird. start the next one yeah why would they not someone needs to make a petition to change the name we're changing the world all right all start the next two one two we're up to five how many we got left three all right start the next one we're up to six Feel like that. No, it Maybe you start the next one. We're up to seven. We've got seven different sources going now. Oh my god. All right, start the next one. Is that all of them? All right, now Adam, turn it up. <laughs> Now, just turn it off. All right. So, we started, even though Cody and I usually start the podcast with some ridiculous, stupid thing, uh, and then we later segue. But did you notice the original that we started with? At the end, I, I don't know, maybe you had better discernment than me, but I could not even tell what Cody was saying or what I was saying. There was, I won't even say partial clarity, there was zero clarity. There was, and this is what the Bible says. It says that there are many voices, none without significance. Amen. There's many voices. There, there's a lot of voices out there. You have friends, you have teachers, you have family. Good Lord, Jesus. You have the internet, you have social media with Snapchat, Facebook, uh, TikTok. I mean, there's many voices out there. And all these voices are trying to influence, listen to me, what you believe trying to influence what you believe about politics, trying to influence what you believe, listen, about sexuality, trying to influence about who you are, how you identify, all these voices. Did you know that there's so many voices right now concerning sexuality? There's so many voices. There's so many voices concerning genders and how many there are. And we, got, we have all those voices out there, but I wanna bring you back to this. What did Jesus say? Because what Jesus said, that should author what I believe when it comes to sexuality. Amen. What Jesus said, that should author what I believe about marriage. Amen. What Jesus said, that should author what I believe about gender. Jesus has said all these things, and these are the topics of the day that you guys hear about All day long on social platforms, all day long from friends and teachers and from the news and all day long from our politicians. We're pounded with this stuff. We're pounded with this stuff. And we have all these voices, just like we had all those YouTube videos. We have them all going. And all it does is it makes us confused. (laughs) To where at the end of the day, we're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to believe. But since everybody else is believing this, that's what I'm going with. You can't do that. You can't do that. Even if you stand alone, you must stand with him. And when you stand with him, you won't be confused. You won't be confused about these relationships you're supposed to have with other people. You won't be confused about relationships you're supposed to have with boys and girls. You won't be confused about, confusion only comes when we get away from him, the one who created us, the one who put, the Bible says he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. He, when we get away from him, we get away from what we're supposed to believe. And when we get away from what we're supposed to believe, it causes confusion. I promise you this, anybody that's confused right now, it's because they've stepped away from the relationship with the author and the finisher of their faith. But when you come back to him and you let him write on the tablets of your heart what you're supposed to believe, clarity will come to you. Someone say, my faith. faith. So what do we do? Matthew 4, 4 says this. Jesus answered, it is written that man should live not on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We shouldn't live on bread alone. Don't you know you need to eat to live? And if you're like me, I love eating. Lord Jesus, it's a problem in my life, guys. I mean, I eat a lot, and the only reason, and I'm, I'm working on it, I'm trying to get back, I call it my cruising weight, you know, but uh, I'm trying, I, I run on the treadmill thinking about, like, pizza and, like, hot dogs. I, I mean, y'all think I'm lying, but I'm really not. I literally run so I can eat, and on the days I don't run, I'm, like, struggle. I'm, like, I can't eat anything. I didn't exercise today, and it's just, this, it's a six-cycle carousel I live in, and, but then it's even worse, just to give you guys a little story. On the days I do exercise I'm like I can eat everything I exercise today and it's terrible because I end up eating like 10 pounds of cheese and then I'm like why do I feel awful and it's like okay so anyways and so but I don't even know what the point of that oh yeah so we need like food to live but Jesus is saying yeah I get it you need food to live but really you're supposed to live on every word that comes out of God's mouth well what is the word that's come out of his mouth it's our bible it's our Bible. You know, when people are, are making you think about things, and it's okay, we should be thinkers. Listen to me, guys. Don't just believe something because somebody said it. Do your own research. There's a lot of bad information out there. And you can't just grab a hold of something and be like, well, so-and-so said it. This must be true. No, it's not true. Even if you read it on social, even if you saw it on TikTok, we need to be, you're smarter than that. And don't be lazy. Do your own research. Find out what's true. Find out what's not true. Don't, like I said, the Bible says he's given you a sound mind. Use it. Use it. Be a self-thinker. Think for yourself. Don't just think the way everybody else wants you to think, but think for yourself. What should I believe about this? And then when you don't know, go to God and ask him, what should I, what is right? Not what is easy, but what is Right? What should I believe about this? And let him begin to author what you believe. Let him begin to pen your faith. In every situation, ask yourself, what does God say about this? And then line your life up with that. I'll say that again. In every situation, ask yourself, what does God say about this? And then line your life up with that. Even with your money, what does God say about your money? Find out what he says. Did you know I'm a tither and a giver? Why? Because I've read it in the word of God and it's built a faith and a belief in me that this is how I'm supposed to handle my money. And I live by that faith. Remember, we looked at it two weeks ago. Faith without works is dead. But my faith is alive. And since I read in here, did you know I love my neighbor as myself? I know every single neighbor on my street. One of them, I really like him because he's got a food truck. <laughs> and so we're like good friends, man, because I just, I be hollering at that food truck all the time and it is good food. I mean, I love my neighbor, Gary. He's, he's a funny guy though. He followed my wife into the backyard the other day and he was like, who are you? Why are you back here? And she's like, uh, I'm actually, I live here. I'm Robert's wife. And he, and he thought my name was Richard. And he's like, no, you're not Richard's wife. And this guy's in my backyard arguing with my wife. I'm just like, dude, yeah, kick her out. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I mean, it's just crazy. But do you know, I love my neighbor's As myself, why? Because I learned that from the word of God and that faith has been built on the inside of me. Did you know at school, you should treat others the way that you wanna be treated? Why? Because that's what the Bible says. And you should believe that. And when you believe that, it'll produce works in your life or action and you'll treat others the way that you wanna be treated. You don't wanna be mistreated. And if you do, if I asked you if you wanna be mistreated in this life and you raise your hand, you would be a liar just straight up a liar. No one wants to be mistreated. So since you don't wanna be mistreated, don't mistreat others. Amen. Why? Well, there's another scripture that built a belief in my heart. That which a man sows, that shall he also reaps. So if I'm gonna be mean and ugly to people, guess what I'm gonna reap, mean and ugly. What am I saying? We've gotta let God's word build what we believe in our lives and then live by that. Someone say, my faith. my faith. Now listen to me, don't live what you feel. Don't live what you feel. Don't live what you see. Don't live by what you hear. But let the word of God build what you believe. Amen? And as you do that, confusion and all this other stuff will go. Things you've been struggling with, it'll leave when you let God build what you believe. If you would, just close your eyes, bow your heads real quick. Father, I pray for every single one of them. I thank you that you help us build this faith. Now, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, I know how difficult this is as a teenager. I know there's so many voices And I know they're always being told, do this because it's right, do this because it's good. But Father God, I pray that you really show us what is right and you show us what is good. And I thank you that this is so important, Father. And this is my prayer. (laughs) I release my faith tonight for these students. Give them the boldness and the courage to stand up for what they believe from the Word of God. Let us not just go as everybody else is going. Let us not just wander like in the wilderness, lost like the children of Israel, but instead let us with great focus follow Jesus, the author of our faith. I pray that these students will be different, that they will stand up for the relationship with you. And when they notice something in their life that is trying to steal that relationship, when they notice something in their life that's trying to kill the relationship they have with you, when they notice something in their life that's trying to destroy their relationship with you, I thank you for the boldness and the courage for them to walk away from it. Let us no longer entertain anything that separates us from our God. Let us no longer entertain anything that stops us from being a disciple, one who listens and obeys the commandments of our God. So tonight, Father, I ask one more thing before I pray and ask them if they want to pray. I speak to any mind in here that's troubled or confused. I speak to anybody that thinks that they're insignificant or not good enough. That thought is from the devil. You are precious in his sight. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians about all of us that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. Listen to me, someone in the room, you were created with a purpose. You're not here by accident. Created with a purpose. And Father, I protect that purpose I release my faith for their purpose that no weapon formed against it would ever prosper, but I bind them to who they are in God and to the things of God. I speak peace into their life right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for your presence. As your eyes are closed and nobody's looking around, everybody's just in this moment right now with him. Right now. It's like I can see someone in the room And your heart is so heavy and so troubled. Your heart is so heavy and so troubled. Jesus said, troubles will come in this world, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. Listen, the troubles that are here now, they're but a vapor, they'll be gone tomorrow. I, I just pray that you're able to lift your head and see past it. I understand in the moment it hurts. In the moment it feels like everything. But let Him touch your heart tonight. Let Him minister to you. Let Him do something on the inside of you that heals that pain and takes that worry and that concern, just as the Bible says. Cast all of your worries and burdens onto Him because He cares for you. Jesus, you care. I thank you that you're moved with compassion towards our hurt and our struggle, no matter what it is. Whether it's small or whether it's big, you care because you're a good God. You care because you're a good God. And I thank you that you reveal to them how much you care, right now where they are. In Jesus' name. Really hope you guys enjoyed that service. Come back next week to check out another podcast and be sure to follow us at We Are Ablaze.